This Sunday is Muslim Family Day at Six Flags in Arlington. Does the sponsor of this event have ties to terrorist groups? A new study claims there are now 38 million illegal immigrants in the U.S., not 12 million. We'll discuss the implications. Also, could a third-party candidate really rise in this presidential race? This is Jerry Johnson live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yes. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. 27% of Republicans would vote for that pro-life candidate. That's almost a third of the Republican Party, which is about what evangelicals make up of the party. All right, that's Tony Perkins of the Family Research Council, and he's reacting to a recent Rasmussen poll which put Hillary Clinton against Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani and a third-party anti-abortion candidate. And that is because some conservative pro-lifers are talking about running a third-party candidate if Rudy Giuliani gets the Republican nomination. We're going to talk, Pena, about these Iowa caucuses. We're going to talk about uh, the polls that are changing right now in Iowa. Fred Thompson surging, Mike Huckabee on the increase. Maybe it won't be Giuliani after all. Maybe Republicans will coalesce around a pro-life candidate. In 15 minutes, we're going to talk about this story. But here's President Bush on Ramadan. Ramadan is also a good time for Americans of all faiths to reflect on the values we hold in common, including love of family, gratitude to the Almighty, devotion to community, and a commitment to religious liberty. All right, that's President Bush on the blessings of Ramadan. Do you feel good about that? Uh, uh, the American family, uh, the community, and religious liberty— and uh, we had a huge reaction to this last week. We just scratched the surface. And um, it's, it's a local issue because on October 14th, we're going to have Muslim Family Fun Day at Six Flags. And I want our listeners to go to their computer right now and just Google MuslimFamilyFunDay.com. MuslimFamilyFunDay.com. And how do you feel about Six Flags hosting this event, especially when you look at the sponsors? You've got CARE and the Islamic Circle of North America. Both of these groups funding Hamas, funding terrorist organization, linked to the Holy Land Foundation, which is being prosecuted right now in Dallas 
for funding terrorists and terrorist organizations. In 30 minutes, we're going to talk about this, and we're going to take your phone calls. This is a lot more serious than just multicultural fun and education. Well, ladies and gentlemen, also there's a report out by a group called Californians for Population Stabilization. came out last week, and it says uh, rather than the figure 12 million illegal immigrants in this country that we've been hearing, it's closer to 12, 20 to 38 million. Now, this changes the debate. And uh, one California senator said this a little bit earlier when we were talking about comprehensive immigration reform. Adequate border patrol have to be in place, adequate employer sanctions in place before the legalization of the undocumented begin. Uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein is no conservative, and she's at least uh, basically acknowledging the obvious that the borders need to be taken care of. But our next guest uh, will tell us that there are a lot of implications with regard to these figures, uh, these higher figures on the number of immigrants in this country. He is Michael Cutler. He's a fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies. He's also an advisor to the 9-11 Families for a Secure America group. Uh, He has testified many times before Congress, and he spent 30 years in the Immigration and Naturalization Service. Michael, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Penn. It's always a delight to join you guys on the air. How have you been? Well, I've been great, and you've been writing a lot on these various immigration issues. I'm just wondering when we're going to learn about some of these things. I think number one in my mind, because you're in the state of New York, is the fact that the governor there now wants to give driver's license to illegals. Tell us about it. Well, I think we ought to rename the state the state of confusion, actually. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to be heading to your neck of the woods. I'm, I'm flying into Dallas on Wednesday night to, to speak at an event on Thursday. You know, it, it's just so remarkable to me. No governor of any state should be issuing driver's licenses to illegal aliens, but especially New York State. You know, they held that hearing where I testified, and it was an unofficial hearing because it was held by the Republicans. Of course, they are in the, minor, in, in the minority, if I can get the words out, in the New York State legislature. So it wasn't an official hearing, but it was almost the equivalent of a caucus hearing, sort of like what I did for Tom Tancredo right after the attacks of 9-11. We had this hearing about four blocks from ground zero. I I mean, if that can't get people to focus... Symbolic. uh, And look, driver's licenses, first of all, when I was a kid, and I've told this to my children, driving is not a right, it's a privilege. That's issue number one. Issue number two, we know that in order to attack us, the terrorists needed mobility. They needed to be able to move around their communities and around the country as easily as possible. And the easiest way of moving around the country and staying under the radar is to not buy a ticket on an airplane, a train, or even a bus, but to get in a car and drive because there's no record of where you've gone and and so forth. Uh, And if you really want to be discreet, don't have an easy pass. Just pay the tolls by cash, and then there is no way of following mm-hmm. where you've been or tracking it back. But more importantly also is the fact that a driver's license is the de facto national identity document. You know, there really is no is. national ID. But if you want to get on board an airplane or get on board an Amtrak train or enter a federal or state office building or get, on, or get into uh, even most corporate headquarter buildings, you need to show a driver's license. If you want to conduct business, pay by check, even make a significant purchase by credit card, they want to see your driver's license. If you want to get a job, one of the documents specified in the I-9 is the driver's license. So when we give people driver's licenses, what we're really doing is giving them a device that opens all the doors. It's a key. 
And I also fear, quite frankly, that if you give driver's licenses to people under the federal motor voter laws, they will be able to vote. It would not shock me to find illegal aliens voting uh, and corrupting the electoral process that is clearly supposed to be reserved for the citizens. Is this a done deal, Michael, in New York? Is this going to happen? I don't know. You know, it's just so remarkable to me. And I I want to start out by telling all of you folks out there, I'm a registered Democrat. Mm -hmm. I'm not a conservative on most issues. You would say Mike Cutler is a liberal. But we can't practice conservatism or liberalism if we don't have a country. We are under attack. We are being threatened, our survival, our way of life. I was listening to the promo for what you're going to be talking about later on about CARE and all these other groups. A terrorist isn't only somebody who hijacks an airplane. A terrorist isn't only somebody who detonates a bomb. A terrorist is also somebody who raises money to enable the the guys that do plant the bombs and do launch the attacks to have the resources to do the dirty work. You know, if you belong to the Air Force, if you're a member of the United States Air Force, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're putting your uh, uh, yourself into the cockpit of an airplane. The pilots are a very small percentage of the people that are actually in the United States Air Force. There are so many people that play supporting roles. And it's the same thing with terror groups. So we know that we've got a serious problem. We have no idea who is in our country. They are undocumented. And when you talked about the numbers, you know, I find it amazing. But for the last four or five years, I keep hearing 12 million. And the only analogy, and I like to use analogies that I could think of, is we know how many people, well, we don't know exactly, but we know every day, thousands of people are charging across the border. It's kind of like, you know, putting the water into your bathtub and going off to have breakfast and forgetting the water's <laughs> running. Maybe you had two inches of water when you first looked in the, in the tub when you were preparing your coffee, but by the time you were done with the pancake, sausage, and scrambled eggs, you find that the floor in the, in the bathroom is now overflowing. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. We're talking to Michael Cutler. He's a former INS agent. He's fellow with the Center for Immigration Studies. Michael, it seems to me like the the reality of illegal immigration is just throwing our government into all kinds of confusion and crises. Uh, how do you feel about the Supreme Court taking this case where um, they're challenging states requiring uh, picture ID for voting? What do you think of that? Well, I think we should have to provide evidence that we're lawfully present in the United States. But, you know, even the photo ID, let's get back to what Rudy Giuliani had to say. And I'm not trying to pick on Rudy. Right. But during the first debate I was I was watching, I'm going to be honest, I'm, I'm overloaded with these debates. And they're not really debates. They're kind of like carnival acts. <laughs> it, it almost reminds me of, of something at a comedy club. You know, you if you have a snappy one-liner that can chew up a minute of time, then you're off the hook. It's American that's Idol. A serious debate. Uh, and if you'll notice, that's generally the format. So yeah. if they can get the audience to laugh and they didn't want to answer the question, yep. by the time the audience quiets down, the time is up. But Rudy made a point, and he said that he wanted to follow the recommendations of the 9-11 Commission and provide official identity documents that are tamper-proof to millions of undocumented aliens. Well, first of all, no document is tamper-proof. Right. But let's say it was. The bigger question is what name do you put on the document in the first place if we don't know who these folks are? Uh, you know, it's just absolutely mind-boggling to me that we still are not linking biometrics to photo IDs. Mm. The the days of saying, "Well, this is an invasion of privacy," should long ago end. Should have long ago ended. Right now, the fastest-growing crime in our country is identity theft, and by not linking a biometric, whether it's a retina scan, an iris scan, fingerprint, DNA, something, 
Uh, you know, I, I've often made the point that the difference between a good guy and a bad guy is the good guy gets up in the morning and he goes through his stuff to figure out what he wants to wear. A bad guy goes through his stuff to figure out who he wants to be. <laughs> well, let me ask you this now. Sure. Michael, in Texas here, we've got this case of Jose Medellin or Medellin. I don't know how you pronounce it, but there were five of these illegal aliens in a gang. They, they raped two girls. Then they strangled them to death. Uh, they've been convicted. Um, Jose is on death row. And now we're being told that uh, Mexico has challenged this judgment at The Hague. And at first, President Bush was siding with Texas, saying, you know, this uh, sentence of execution should be carried out. But now he's saying, uh, wait a minute, we may have to uh, yield to the world court here. Uh, is this a case of where illegal aliens are going to have more rights than uh, actual citizens. Well, uh, you know, I, I'll be real honest with you. It's so hard to keep up with everything that's going on. I, I usually wind up going to sleep at 3 in the morning because I'm trying to stay up with everything. I, I sometimes feel like I'm standing in front of a fire hydrant with, with an 8-ounce yes. tumbler and I'm trying to catch all the water. If we allow the world court to weigh in on a criminal investigation, a criminal prosecution within our own borders, what this really comes down to is the issue of sovereignty. What it comes down to is whether or not our tradition of justice will be maintained as there's more and more pressure being brought to bear by this administration and other politicians uh, for globalism. America has a good system for criminal justice. I think we have probably one of the best in the world. That doesn't mean to say there haven't been miscarriages of justice. Certainly there have, and that's why I welcome the use of DNA. And this, again, is why I don't understand why anybody would be opposed to using biometrics in order to determine the identities of people. But having said that, the idea that we have people who come into our country and commit crimes, and now the government of Mexico is doing what they're doing, you know, it's remarkable. Two, two quick things. First of all, I was on with Neil Cavuto last week, and I, I've been fortunate because many programs have me on to discuss the issues. And one of the things that really had uh, Neil going, and he had me on at the very beginning of his program last week, is the fact that the Mexican government is spending a lot of money and giving lots of leeway to the, the people that run their 46 consulates around the country. I believe that's the number. Can you imagine? 46 Mexican consulates across the United States. I wonder how many consulates America has in Mexico. <laughs> but, We've got to go, Michael. Time is up. We're on a hard break. Michael Cutler, thank you for being with us, and we'll have you back. But folks, if you're as upset as I am, reach out to your politicians. They really need to hear from us. Democracy is not a spectator sport. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. All right, folks, when we come back, more on illegal immigration, and will there be a third-party pro-life candidate, or will Republicans rally around a pro-life nominee? And what about the Democrats? And then, at the half hour... Muslim Family Day at Six Flags. Who is funding this? The same people who are funding the terrorists. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. 
Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. This may not be the president's intent, but the net result of what he said is he's issued a two-word Texas colloquialism south of the border. Illegal aliens. Y'all come. There's the economic impact of massive immigration, both legal and illegal, but especially illegal immigration, where you've got the the costs of educating children to people who are here illegally. You have the cost of providing medical care to people who are here illegally. You have the cost of incarcerating people who have broken the law. 27% of the are non-citizens, and 90% of those are illegal aliens. You build a wall. We are capable of building a wall along our southern border. You go and you simply make it a criminal act for employers to hire illegal aliens. You even put a few in jail if you need to, and pretty soon the jobs dry up and the access to the U.S. will change our whole culture. All right, the alien cantina band. You know, you heard somebody say put somebody in jail. I thought that was interesting because we're talking about a story here, this is Jerry Johnson live with Pennedexter, live from Criswell College. We're talking about a story about Jose Medellin or Medellin. There are 50 Mexicans right now on death row in the United States, and um, Jose is one of five who got the death penalty for raping and then strangling two, two teenagers who were begging for their life, and um, they received the death penalty. One of them has already been executed. But Jose is up next. But his case going to the Supreme Court because um, the Mexicans have challenged this at The Hague, at the International Court, and have basically said, um, you know, we have to contact them anytime uh, we arrest an illegal alien and they're going to be on trial. And that was not done. It's very interesting. One top U.S. official said this. This is an unjustified, unwise, and unacceptable intrusion into the U.S. criminal justice system. That was President Bush in 2005. He's changed his mind for some reason. Now we're at 2007, and now he says, oh, we need to retry all of these people. Fifty people already convicted, um, already sentenced, and now we're being told we have to yield to the Mexican government, yield to the international courts. What do you think of this? Immigration certainly in the news today. Spanish spoken here, a recent poll. Two-thirds say they hear it all the time and they don't mind it. And um, I'm also looking at another major story here. Once again, the president of Mexico is criticizing us for building a fence down at the border. You know, Pena, I think immigration is going to be one of the hot issues in the 08 presidential election. And uh, I think Americans are just waiting for some politician um, to come forth uh, with the kind of resolve and conviction they want to hear on this issue. 
But for Christians and for conservatives, I think ahead of that, we have the life issue. Ahead of that, we have the marriage issue. And that's what we're going to talk about now. You're going to be in a meeting in two weeks with uh, Tony Perkins, the Family Research Council, the Value Voters Summit. Uh, We went to that summit a year ago. Uh, Tell us about it. Well, it's coming up in two weeks. It's uh, hosted by Focus on the Family, Family Research Council, Alliance Defense Fund. I think uh, Gary Bauer's group, American Values, is also part of it. Uh, I'm going to be going. I'm going to take the flash mic and get some interviews there at the summit. We'll be hearing from every Republican presidential candidate, I believe. And uh, Dr. Johnson, I'll be calling in during the program and uh, giving people an update on what's going on there. But, you know, we talked about this meeting that took place in Salt Lake City uh, with regard to a possible third party and what are the social conservatives going to do if you get a a pro-abortion candidate at the top. Well, this is going to be sort of a second stage in that because all these candidates are going to get to talk to the activists, to talk to the social conservatives, and everybody's going to get a good look at these people and start to say, okay, there's nobody, or maybe there is somebody who's just a given, or maybe there's some others that we can look at and say, okay, I'll, I'll look at a Huckabee, maybe I'll look at a Romney, maybe I'll look at a, a Tancredo, whatever. Maybe they make some sense to me. So there's still a lot of room for that jockeying, Dr. Johnson. There's nobody who's a done deal yet. So here's the question, folks. Do you think conservative, pro-life, and pro-family Christians should rally around Fred Thompson, Mike Huckabee, Duncan Hunter, or some other candidate, or should they just ride the Giuliani waves? He seems to be leading the polls and just, you know, hold their nose and vote for him because anybody but Hillary. What do you think? The number is 800-881-9270. 800-881-9270. Let's go to Tony Perkins right now on CBS Face the Nation. He talks about the pro-life Christian coalition, more or less, that could boost one of the Giuliani rivals. We have an event just in two weeks, our Washington briefing, where all of the Republican candidates will be in Washington speaking to the value voters. We'll have a straw poll. We think from that, you may begin to see another candidate begin to surge and move forward that is pro-life and pro-family. All right. He went on to say that, um, uh, well, actually, I read today that all of the candidates are coming except right now for Giuliani. Giuliani is not confirmed, but maybe. I think he's confirmed He has been Mm -hmm. confirmed. Okay. Well, then. Uh, that's been updated. He though. knew what was good for him. All, well, that will be fascinating mm-hmm. to see what he has to say. But uh, Perkins went on to say the Republicans cannot lose the support of Christian conservatives. It's like a three-legged stool. You've got the fiscal conservatives, you've got the foreign policy conservatives, and the social conservatives. If you uh, saw off one of the legs and say you really don't need to address those issues, you've got the GOP sitting on a two-legged stool. And I think it, uh, it could end up impaling itself. All right, should Christian conservatives just go with a Republican candidate, even if it's Rudy up at the front, or should they go for a distinctive pro-life presidential choice? And uh, also, a recent Rasmussen poll put Hillary against Rudy and a third-party anti-abortion candidate. Here it is. 27% of Republicans would vote for that pro-life candidate. That's almost a third of the Republican Party, which is about what evangelicals make up of the party. All right, a third of the party. 
That's enough probably to throw the election to Hillary Clinton. Very lot, important. I had somebody approach me at church on Sunday and said, hey, I heard you last week. Y'all just going to give that election to Hillary? And he thought for some reason that, uh, you know, I would be opposing uh, Rudy if he was the nominee. And he wanted to know. And he said, that's just giving it to Hillary. Well, you take a third out, and that's probably what would happen, a lot of people mm-hmm. think, is that you actually then split the party. You're going to have the Ross Perot factor. You're going to have the Ralph Nader factor, which the Democrats experienced. A third-party candidate usually splits the main party. Let's go to Jan in Rockwall. Jan, thank you for calling. What's your view? Dr. Johnson, my heart is grieving, and I want us to pray. I believe if Americans will just unite together and pray that God can call in his man, regardless or, uh, of whoever that happens to be, I, I, I'm tending to lean toward going with the Republican candidate only because I cannot imagine... Well, who's your top candidate, Jan? Who would be your top candidate for the Republicans? Well, my top candidate as a a Christian would be Mike Huckabee. He is the one that I am praying that God will raise up. And I believe because of the straw polls and some of the things that are happening and how he is beginning to to creep up, that he may be the man. I don't know, but I'm praying, and I, I I would just urge my fellow believers to to just get on our faces before God and let it be God's choice. Thank you so much, Jan. You know, there's a major debate tomorrow night. The Republican candidates, it'll be the first time that Fred Thompson has been in one of one of the debates, so that'll be interesting. But Penna, Huckabee, and Thompson are moving in the polls, aren't they? Well, they are in the Iowa polls, and the Iowa caucus is traditionally the very first race that takes place in the primary season. We don't know the exact date of it because they still keep moving their uh, primaries up, all the different states. But Iowa will probably be first, and, and uh, Romney's been leading, but the, he's not leading by as much. Now Thompson is coming in a little bit closer, second. Third place is sort of a tie between Giuliani and Huckabee, but Huckabee is moving up in this particular state. This is the first state, and many times this influences the other states. So, you know, this is not a fixed race by any means, and people really have the opportunity to look. There is a debate tomorrow night, uh, and I'm not sure what network it's on, but it'll be among the Republican candidates. So people will start to look at this. Yeah, Chris Chris Matthews will be uh, hosting it. It ought to be quite interesting, but I think people need to start opening up their ears because in three months the first uh, caucuses start. And I will mention, Tony Perkins said at the meeting we were at uh, last weekend that uh, this is not at all going to be decided early, that it could be very possible that we could have lots and lots of primaries uh, before the candidate in the Republican Party is settled, and that Texas might, which is one of the later primaries, might be a very important state in actually choosing the candidate. So Texans ought to be looking at this. All right, we've got Pauline on the line from Cleburne. Pauline, thank you so much for calling. What's your view? My view is with me, and I'm like the last caller. I'm praying that God will put a man in there for us Christians to vote for. I could no way vote for Hillary Clinton. Um, My fear is that she may make it as the president, and God help this country if she does, and I just will not vote. Hillary Clinton. So if there's a different Republican up there that may not even share all of my beliefs, I would have to go Republican. Thank you so much, uh, Pauline, for that call. So we have two calls for mm-hmm. Huckabee. Well, we've had uh, Governor Huckabee on this program twice. He's the former governor of Arkansas. He used to be a Baptist preacher, but he has been a two-term successful governor in Arkansas, recognized by the press as one of the top governors in the country. He's very articulate. Generally, the media likes the way 
he talks in these debates. He always comes up with some good one-liners, some good laugh lines, but uh, it's fresh and it's a genuine kind of thinking. And who knows? He is surging in the polls. He's up now into double digits. Newt Gingrich recently said that uh, he was the best performer in the debates, that Huckabee was the best performer. Not ready to endorse him yet, but in any case, we'll be watching Huckabee. But also, Fred Thompson just looked at a poll that he's leading Republicans in Colorado. And I can tell you, being a former Colorado resident, that that is a key swing state. Uh, If the Democrats are going to win, they need to win Colorado. If the Republicans are going to win, they need to win Colorado. It's one of those states that's sort of in between red and blue. And uh, whoever is going to win needs that state desperately. So, Thompson ahead there, very interesting. When we come back, what in the world do you think of Muslim Family Fun Day at Six Flags? Who is sponsoring this event? The same people that sponsor the terrorist. We'll talk about it when we come back. One verse is enough. Let's cut that Muslim song off right there. That song sung in uh, a capital. We had Muslims praying in the capital this year to open a session here for the Texas House and for the Texas Senate, I mean, and uh, praying and singing. And we have Muslim Family Fun Day at Six Flags Over Texas Sunday. This Sunday. October 14th. That's this Sunday. Who is behind this? Who is co-sponsoring this event? Have you ever heard of CARE? Have you ever heard of the Islamic Circle of North America? Are these groups funding Hamas? Are these groups funding the terrorists? My next guest says they are. Joe Kaufman is chairman of Americans Against Hate and founder of Care Watch. He's also an investigative journalist for Front Page Magazine. Welcome to the program, Joe. Thank you for having me. Joe, tell us what to make of this Muslim Family Fun Day at Six Flags, and particularly those who are sponsoring it. I went to the website today. I see that Care is sponsoring this event. I see the Islamic Circle of North America. You've done a lot of research about these groups. Tell our listeners why they should be concerned. Well, the the, uh, the main group that's that's sponsoring this event, uh, as as well as others, including various um, Dallas area mosques and Islamic centers, uh, the main group is the Islamic Circle of North America, as you mentioned. Uh, this group is the American arm of the Muslim Brotherhood of Pakistan, also known as Jamaat-e-Islami, and as well as an active donor to Hamas, and and that is really the real reason why we're coming out to uh, to protest. This event. Now you're going to be here. Then you're going to be here on Sunday. Yes, I'm. I'm coming up there. I'm going to be outside of Six Flags on Sunday from noon till two, and I'm going to speak there as well. Yes. And what's your message going to be? Well, my message is going to be uh, one for the for the uh, Dallas area public to to uh, to wake up uh, and and uh, and understand that that uh, what's lurking and, and living within their area that is connected to terrorist groups overseas. And, and number two, to uh, tell the United States government that something needs to be done about this, uh, that, uh, that it, is, it is, in fact, illegal for 
a group in the United States to be financing a terrorist group overseas. Um, and that is exactly precisely what this group has been doing through a Pakistani charity overseas. Now, Joe, a lot of people say, oh, they wouldn't do this at Six Flags over Texas, the DFW. But, uh, you know, we just now have heard the government rest its case uh, in nearby Richardson, right here in the DFW area, in a strip mall. We have the Holy Land Foundation, and they were funding Hamas, and they were funding uh, families of suicide bombers. Well, absolutely. In, in fact, one of the uh, one of the co-sponsoring organizations uh, involved in this in this uh, Muslim Family Day at Six Flags is is uh, is a mosque based in Dallas uh, that uh, that was uh, that that uh, various members of this Holy Land Foundation uh, from the Salashi family that was very involved in financing Hamas. Uh, they have been uh, board members of this of uh, this uh, Islamic Center, uh, and it worked for this Islamic Center. Uh, so this certainly has ties to um, to the Holy Land Foundation uh, uh, terror, terror uh, organization. With us is Joe Kaufman. He's the chairman of Americans Against Hate and also founder of Care Watch. And Joe will be here uh, with his organization protesting this event on this Sunday. Now, I notice that uh, it's going to feature prayer sessions at the Music Mill Theater at Six Flags, halal food vendors, and also some tables. And this is what worries me because the tables will actually be filled with propaganda. So people will be bringing their kids and families there, uh, maybe some moderate uh, Islamic families, but they're going to be exposed to uh, propaganda, uh, literature. What else will be taking place there? You've seen these things take place in other parts of the country, haven't you? Well, yes, and and, uh, and it's that propaganda that makes this that makes this organization tick. It, it, this is precisely why this organization is around, so that it could spread um, its message to the public, uh, Muslim and non-Muslim public. Well, what's so the that, message? What's the message? Well, the well, the goal, the message is that uh, that Islam needs to be brought to the masses, and the goal is just like any Muslim Brotherhood organization overseas and inside America. To convert, uh, uh, to convert the Constitution to the Quran, and to make America an Islamic country, an Islamic state. Uh, that is the ultimate goal, and, and this group believes that that will happen at some point in time. Joe, you know, I notice on the website, again, this is the MuslimFamilyFunDay.com website. Another sponsor that they have on the link is CARE. Now, I'm looking at three U.S. senators. None of these are conservative, right-wing senators. You have U.S. Senator Dick Durbin. Here's what he said. Care is unusual in its extreme rhetoric and its associations with groups that are suspect. U.S. Senator Charles Schumer says, We know care has ties to terrorism, intimate links with Hamas, intimate links with Hamas. Senator Barbara Boxer said, To praise care because they haven't been indicted is like somebody saying, I'm not a crook. Now, here's my question to you. What in the world is Six Flags thinking endorsing this kind of a, a day, which is sponsored by this group that sponsors terrorism? Well, um, personally, I'm, I'm not aware of the fact that CARE is, is uh, sponsoring this, this, uh, this event, but CARE certainly um, in the media has been defending this, um, this event. Well, I can tell you it is because I went to the website MuslimFamilyFunDay.com and it said our other sponsors. 
And I went down the list, and I invite our listeners to do it right now. But it's uh, Amana Mutual Funds, Ahmad Foundation, Bridges TV, and CARE. CARE. Oh, okay. actually, I'm, I'm actually looking at what you're saying and right now. And Islamic Relief and uh, the Peace Academy. So you've got a list of groups right there well, sponsoring I, I, this event. I can, tell, I can tell you right from that list, yeah, CARE, Care certainly, they were named as an unindicted co-conspirator uh, in, the, in the financing of millions of dollars to Hamas during that Holy Land Foundation trial. Uh, as well, this Islamic Relief Organization, um, Israel has, has uh, named that organization a front for, for Hamas. Joe, um, what should people in the DFW area do? I mean, how should, how should we approach Six Flags? I might mention we called the Six Flags PR office. Yeah. Uh, they declined. We asked them three times, would you come on? Would you be on the air? And they said no. And they said, by the way, that they weren't officially endorsing this. But if you go to the MuslimFamilyFunDay.com website, you see the Six Flags logo and the registered trademark right there. Well, they can always say no. Well, they could. And they could say no. They would say no to the Klan, I'm sure, if they tried to have a big day. And so, Joe, how should people – what are you asking people to do at this rally? Well, uh, well, what we did was we ha- we had sent out uh, twenty signed letters to to uh, to the board of directors of Six Flags, the the uh, the actual corporation. As well, we sent uh, we sent out letters to the uh, the major investors of the corporation. Uh, but what the the people of of uh, North Texas can do at this point, aside from calling Six Flags and and complaining about uh, the fact that they're having a group connected to terrorist groups overseas. Is they, they can come out and join us. Um, we're going to be outside there uh, at uh, uh, across the street from Steak and Ale at 916 Six Flags Drive, right right outside the front of, of Six Flags, and we'll have a bunch of signs and and, uh, and a lot of American flags there. And I'll be speaking. and And uh, and if they want to get more information concerning that, they can go to um, www.americansagainsthate.org and and uh, contact us through that. Americans and I, think, and, and I think if a lot of people show up, that would send a a message uh, to uh, to the rest of of uh, Dallas and, and Fort Worth and Arlington that um, that 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 we mean business and that this organization should not be around any longer. This is a group that's connected to terrorism overseas, and, and the sponsoring organizations do have a part to play in that. Now, if you're going to Six Flags on that day to uh, enter the park, let me recommend that you bring a lot of gospel tracks and. Uh, witness to these people, these Muslims, if you're going, be a good place to find a lot of Muslims on that day to talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Joe, thank you so much for being with us. And uh, again, your website is? It's uh, AmericansAgainstHate.org, and if they go on there, on the uh, bottom left-hand corner of the homepage, they can get all the uh, details about our proof that this organization has been find, indeed financing Hamas. All right, thank you so much. I did go to that website, and I went to many others. I'm not just relying on uh, Joe's website. Let me tell you, I went and looked at Daniel Pipes, major scholar that's done a lot of research. Uh, Wikipedia talks about CARE and their links to Terra, and uh, you can look at this story, this local story, the Holy Land Foundation, again, right here in a strip mall funded by CARE and this local mosque. These people financing Hamas, financing the terrorist, and uh, maybe... Um, the uh, Homeland Security officials will be there at Six Flags on uh, Sunday to make a bust or two. I don't know, but I'm very surprised at this, and it just shows that right here in our own backyard, we have 
this kind of a thing going on, and uh, most people aren't even aware of it. Well, it's really the mainstreaming of radical Islam within, you know, the Bible Belt. And, uh, you know, it's been going on in New Jersey for years, but I'm surprised, too, that it's now going on in Texas. And I'm appreciative of Mr. Kaufman for bringing it to our attention. Now, you mentioned the mainstreaming of Islam. Here's President Bush on the fact that uh, it's the extreme radical Muslims that are giving us the problem. We say to them, you don't represent Muslims. You do not represent Islam, and you will not succeed. Okay, so President Bush is clear on the radical Islamic terrorist, you know. Um, you're not going to succeed. We're going to oppose you. But when we come back, I'm going to play another soundbite from President Bush, another soundbite. And you talked about the mainstreaming, the normalization of Islam in America. And I think our listeners may have some problem with this piece of sound because President Bush is saying, hey, we share family values, we share community values, we share uh, religious tolerance. And uh, I think that's what CARE wants us to think. I think that's what the Family Fun Day group wants us to think. If we can all enjoy a roller coaster, we must be on the same page together. Uh, we want your calls, 800-881-9270, 800-881-9270. Call, weigh in on this topic. We'll be right back. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Ramadan is also a good time for Americans of all faiths to reflect on the values we hold in common including love of family, gratitude to the Almighty, devotion to community, and a commitment to religious liberty. All right, that's President Bush yesterday talking about the lead-up to Ramadan and saying that, uh, hey, we've got a lot in common. And I really question that. We ask you to call in, 800-881-9270. Penny, you talked about the Six Flags Day, Muslim Family Fund Day at Six Flags, the normalization of Islam mm -hmm. in America. And here's the president saying, hey, we've got family in common, the Almighty in common, community in common, religious liberty in common. Do we really have religious liberty in common in countries where we have Islamic Sharia law, there is no religious liberty. And uh, do we really have the Almighty in common? Is the God of Islam, Allah, really the God of the Old and New Testament? uses Jehovah. that term Almighty. So, it's not the same Almighty. It's very interesting. But we've got callers on the line, 800-881-9270. How do you feel about Muslim Family Fun Day at Six Flags? How do you feel about the President's statement? 
that uh, we have these things in common, among them religious liberty. We've got Muhammad on the line from Fort Worth. Muhammad, thank you for calling in. What's your view? Yes, my view is uh, uh, several things. Uh, I'm from uh, West Africa originally. I, I, my fir- the first school that I went to was a Methodist school and also went to a Catholic school. I have read the Bible from front to back because of my uh, 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 Christian uh, education. But I can tell you right now, of all the faiths in the world, the only other faith that accepts Jesus Christ, not necessarily as God, is Islam. Matter of fact, Islam shares more belief. The only religion in the world, not even uh, Judaism, or Jews and stuff like that, do not accept Christ holiness and other stuff. That's one uh, thing. Well, let me ask you something, Muhammad, because you said Jesus Christ, and uh, Christ means he's the Messiah, he's the anointed one, he is the Son of God, and uh, when you say Christ, it implies the deity of Christ, that he is actually God in the flesh. You're not saying that Islam accepts the notion that Jesus is the Son of God, or God in the... That is not uh, what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that that, He's a prophet. Uh, you call Jesus Christ. Of all, the, let's say, for example, Christianity. You take up of all the faiths in the world, the ones that like really respects, you know, like gives uh, the, uh, Jesus Christ as a Messiah and his mother, the birth of Christ, that believes that Jesus Christ uh, was born miraculously and he went to heaven and he he shall come back. That believe that Jesus Christ was a holy person. Other than Christianity, the next faith in this world that accept that is is uh, are Muslims. Uh, true. I, I'm also a veteran of the Iraq War. We went out there, you know, uh, I've been in the armed forces for 15 years. I believe that terrorism of any uh, faith should be destroyed. I believe that if care or whoever it is that are terrorists must be destroyed because their primary victims in this world are Muslims. They've, they've mur- That's uh, murdered and ma- uh, maimed and destroyed uh, Muslims that, than any other person in the world. I am on the side of every person, including my fellow soldiers, that went to Iraq with. Like I told my fellow soldiers. That's another thing. The other thing that I, I wanted to say is that if, uh, if people oppose uh, um, the, what's happening right now, that's going to be happening Sunday at the uh, Six Flag, because they don't want terrorists there, I fully support that. But what I'm sensing on the radio is that it, has nothing, it may have something to do with uh, uh, terrorism, but also, it's like a, a, a fear of Islam. I can understand that when people don't know about uh, a group of people, because if I were not a Muslim who grew up in Sierra Leone and Guinea, where like, the population was like anywhere from 60 to 90 percent, we never had like, a religious uh, uh, wars amongst ourselves. Matter of fact, we celebrated Christmas with our Christian brothers and sisters. I went to church like on Easter with my friends, never once felt threatened, and like, in the Eid, they celebrated uh, with us. I wish that's the world we live in. But like I said, if uh, uh, Care Now is sponsoring this, and they are like a terrorist, uh, a terrorist organization or they sponsor terrorism, we must oppose them vehemently. But well, you're right, like Mohammed. Care Care is sponsoring that family fun day at Six Flags, and I can tell you, I would not have objections to, and I don't, to Muslims going to Six Flags or having a day where they get together. But the fact that CARE is sponsoring this today, the fact that the Islamic Circle of North America is sponsoring this, they also sponsor Hamas and they sponsor terrorists. And so that is the great concern here. But I think there is a... There, we are so eager to normalize Islam in America, so eager to show that we tolerate it or embrace it, that we do not give them the same scrutiny that we would give any other group at Six Flags. I think Six Flags is intimidated. I think President Bush is intimidated. And uh, 
would you agree, Muhammad, that there are certain things about, though, Muhammad particularly, and the history of Islam, which tend to violence? Would you agree with that? Well, going from Africa and other places, the most violence that were committed on Africans have been people that call themselves Christians. I mean, you take a look at South America. You look at the... the uh, well, I ask the about Muhammad, Christ. though. So, well, Muhammad. Well, I agree that, uh, for example, religions have, you know, caused bloody wars, but if you take a look at... Muslims in the world, or like... Uh, what about Jewish Muhammad, Muhammad, though? Muhammad. Well, Muhammad, do you think he was a great prophet, or do you think he no, was absolutely, a... Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think he's a great prophet. If not, I wouldn't be a Muslim. Just like Moses was a great prophet, and I think Jesus Christ was, he was a, a great Messiah and a prophet. I would not be a Muslim if I didn't believe that. I would not be a Muslim if I didn't believe Moses, sir. So I grew up in that... Uh, like Muhammad, multi- let me ask you this question. Do you believe that Jesus Christ... He is the Son of God who died on the cross for your sins and rose again. Do you believe that? Jews don't believe that, and Muslims don't believe that. Yes, we do. but Jesus... We believe that. Like the, the Abrahamic uh, faiths, the only two, the only ones that believe that, and we believe that there are some Christians that don't believe that, and uh, uh, that also don't believe that he was the Son of God. But, but you know what Jesus was... said? Jesus said, if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. And so Jesus doesn't want to be a great teacher or a great prophet. He is either the Son of God, who he said he was, or he would be a false teacher. He is either God in the flesh, or he would be a false prophet. Don't you see that, Muhammad? Well, we don't believe, we do not believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God in the sense that it's, uh, we believe that, it's, uh, that uh, our brothers Christians believe. You see, you see, but like uh, to me, that's that's the belief of my brother Christians. I, you know, let them believe that. But I, I believe that uh, Jesus Christ was a great Messiah, like one of the one of the chosen one of God, and He's going to come back. I believe in all of that. And Muhammad, we're out of time. We are out of time. We won't have a minute, and we're off there. But let me just say to you this: yep. Jesus said in John fourteen, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father." except through me, because Jesus is the only religious leader who ever lived a sinless life, who died on the cross for our sins, who was buried and who rose again. Buddha didn't do that. Muhammad didn't do that. There is no other religious leader that has done what Jesus did, who taught how Jesus taught, and he lived a completely different kind of life than Muhammad. He did miracles. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. And we know that God is love because of Jesus. He so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should have everlasting life. Muhammad, I hope you and anyone else out there who's listening would come to Jesus, would believe in Jesus. Not that He's a great teacher, but that He is indeed the Son of God. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective. 